everybody. I'm Kelly Hellers. I'm Jeffrey London. And this is Volume Up by the T's. We're back to school. Everything's back. It's just that time of year. Are you back? Yes. You don't have anyone I'm, in school. I well, <laughs> my daughter is starting preschool next week, which is exciting. Very near home, which is even more exciting. So I'm not commuting to the daycare. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what this whole school Whoa. situation is all about. She's got a little lunchbox. She's got her little backpack. She's stoked right. as hell. Is she? She's going to come in, bust the doors wide open. I know it. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we, of course, will not be allowed in the school um, due to restrictions. So there's a drop-off outside, sign-in, yeah. sign-out situation. Right. Also, my first experience with a Montessori situation oh yeah it's like a montessori ish is okay. what they describe it as so we'll see she's gonna work her little heart out she is and tell me she's got a brand new shiny pair of crocs for that first day <laughs> uh you know maybe maybe we make that happen this weekend that with her adornment yes great <laughs> oh boy well <laughs> on last week's episode i had the pleasure of talking with kellen suede content creator shop owner about non-binary beauty, especially on TikTok, and how beauty can be hard for non-binary individuals, uh, as well as how the industry can evolve to be better at including everyone, because beauty is for everyone. We really hope that you guys like that one. Uh, and if you like learning more about our industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to volumeupatthetease.com. This week, we're continuing our TikTok series with Brinkley Garner. Brinkley is a model and influencer who has gained a huge following on TikTok for her hair videos. Brinkley is the first of two interviews focusing on TikTok and the impact it's having on the beauty industry, both good and bad. Before we get there, we've got some things to talk about. Yes. Lots of stuff is happening in the world. We're going to keep it light, gang. Um, it's heavy out there. We know that. Um, yeah. So we talked about back to school. There's something else that's back that yeah. I want to talk about. Um, well, and that's ABBA. ABBA, Kelly, did you see this coming in 2021? There are <laughs> avatars. <absolutely> <laughs> I, I certainly did not. I did not expect that band to be back after 40 years and to have digital avatars. Uh, it's wild. I, I don't know what to make of it, but it tracks somehow, I think. I'm going to say major kudos to them because this is quite inventive. And, and I want to say kudos to them because it's one of the first concerts or that I've heard of, heard of lately where it's going to be a bunch of holograms just doing their thing night after night. So I'm, I'm here for it. I think I'm here for it. I mean, I'm here for it to, for the spectacle alone. It is just wild. Like, I really am struggling with wrapping my, because they like, they, as you said, they've animated themselves, yep. but they're younger versions of themselves mm -hmm. that look like themselves. And then like that hair, if we're honest, was not great. Like in terms of like no. 70s hair, no. great. Sure. Objectively, we all love it. Yes, love. Their hair, no. not great. Um, and then to sort of revisit it, but in 2021 without really, it's a, it's a little like, oh, yeah. oh, you know. But they're doing it. So can't, yes. can't bless them in their tour, you know. <laughs> Best of speaking luck. Of, speaking of, we've got another back, and that's football. And I know you do not watch any of the football. No. 
but I've got three in my house. We've got fantasy football leagues happening. <laughs> I hear about them every day. The mm-hmm. one thing that's really bothering me though is Aaron Rodgers' hair. Now, Kelly, I, for those who I, don't yeah. know who he is, who is? <laughs> talk talk is, to us about who is he? He is the quarterback of the Packers, which okay. I live in Packer land. Mm-hmm. And it's just, he needs to get it together. I get the, it's scruffy, it's the off season, but I'm going to need a buzz cut or I'm going to need some style. It's not good. That's all I have to say about football right now. Wow. Hot take. Um, (laughs) Shailene Woodley needs to come for her man. Bring him out to LA. Go to any one of the million incredible salons that the city has to offer. I mean, even Wisconsin, you know, come on, come on, Aaron. We don't, we don't need that. Uh, Other things that are happening, uh, a big industry event just took place. So obviously when you're hearing this, it's going to be a little bit in the past, but we're excited about it uh, because it didn't happen in a big way last year. And that is Naha. Naha, congrats to all of the nominees and the winners. Kelly, are there any that really stood out for you in terms of, you know, they should have definitely won. It makes perfect sense. You know, I was really digging on the texture category. I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to give a shout out to Cherie Valson of George Charles Salon in Evanston, Illinois. Her texture hair look was incredible. It looked like part jellyfish, part octopus and had the colors and the photography was out of this world. So I was really digging on that one. What about you? You know, I I think that her avant-garde style really, really killed it. Um, I wasn't terribly surprised by the winners. So that was kind of, I mean, congrats to them. There was some you know, outstanding work, but it was a little bit expected. I thought yeah. um, I was excited to see Sam Villa. Uh, he's been on the podcast before, yeah. friend of, awesome. love to see that he's getting his flowers for all of the work that he's doing in terms of education. So yeah, I mean, otherwise, incredible stuff as always. Um, again, would love to see some new faces be included up there Ooh. as well. Mm, okay. I like it. I like your stance. I like your take. There's always next year. Looking forward to it Uh, again. So exciting that it actually came back. So we'll see sort of what 2022 has in store. Um, And I would imagine there's going to be lots of, you know, inspiration for these looks that people are going to be submitting. Speaking of submitting, our editorial team has been hard at work this week, uncovering industry news, diving into the brands you don't know, but should. And here are a few of our favorite headlines from the tease.com this week. I'm going to kick it off with the nine hair tools that'll make kinks, curls, and coils look flawless. So I've got a little secret. Somebody coming up on the pod that I interviewed is a texture expert. I have learned so much about curl patterns and all of the like. And so this article really struck me because I thought it was great. So I have a disclaimer. I do not have curly hair. You know this, Jeff, but- Our editors do, (laughs) which is why I find this article even more interesting. While no one's curl pattern is the same, there actually are universal products that anyone with textured hair can benefit from using. So we've got diffusers, we've got hair wands, conditioning caps, detangling brushes. We round them all up and tell you about the best textured hair tools on the market. So Jeff, when your hair, when I first met you... You had the most luscious curls there. I think they might be a thing of the past for you. Mm. I'm not sure, but do you have any products when you had the curls that you 
with swear by? Uh, a deep conditioner for sure. Okay. Um, I don't have a tight curl pattern, but I do have curls. Um, so deep conditioner, a conditioning cap occasionally, if I Ooh. did some, I know, I know Love. if there was some color going on, you know, a little, a little deep set. Yeah. Um, I swear by it. Also like brushes are scary, um, for curl patterns. So, you know, one that is wide set in order to really get in there and then leave things yeah. to do their, okay. their, their natural thing. Yeah. But I mean, the, right. the list is super comprehensive. Loved that. Go to the tees.com for more. Don't listen to me. Listen to Camille. <laughs> that said, listen to me about this. There's an article on the tees.com that's titled, here's why everyone wants Cruella hair right now and how to get it. And I saw this and I was like, wait, what? But it's true. So huh. lately, it seems as though everyone has been finding inspo in one of the most unlikely places, and that's mm-hmm. Disney's villain, Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was a film that just came out, Cruella, starring Emma Stone, which is trash. We'll talk about that in a second, um, <laughs> which features the iconic two-tone. Um, and apparently, according to this article, there are a bunch of celebs that have been doing this, unbeknownst to me. Uh, so if you're into color trend, we're talking Kehlani, Selena Gomez, Gwen Stefani, a bunch of folks um, that are making the two-tone basically pop up everywhere. Uh, and our editors talked with hairstylist Miller Shea and Catherine Gibbs to figure out how you can go about creating that look for your clients or getting that look for yourself. Hot take though. <laughs> I don't like the trend. No. I I don't think that I could, I know I couldn't. I couldn't pull off the one side and one. I, I couldn't do it. I'm impressed by the folks that have been so adventurous as to do it. So yeah, uh, Kelly, would you ever consider a Cruella style split two-tone um, situation? You know, when I think about it, I think of the really distinct black and stark white. Yes. Um, who I could kind of get behind is Kelani, who hers is more of like the honey blonde and mm-hmm. a couple shades dark on the other side. I mean, I think she totally rocks it. So if we're going there, yes, but I'm going to have to have a lot of lift in this hair. And I just don't think it's worth it. <laughs> That's fair. I see breakage uh, in my future and I don't, I'm not here for the breakage. So, yeah. Um, speaking of, did you see the Cruella movie? So I, my, my children did and they mm-hmm. were slight scared and slight confused. They did not, no thumbs were up, both thumbs yeah. down. I was shocked to see how positively people have responded because yeah. I thought it was just uh, absolutely terrible um and i will say the hair in particular for a disney film not good gang no. uh, so whoever you know we get a finger <laughs> yeah um i don't know i i would have maybe done some reshoots that's all i'm gonna yeah. say but go all check right. out the article all right Enough about that all right so next up for me jeff is all of the famous guys who have bleached their hair this summer and Let's face it. You're one of them. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a guy and I did bleach my hair. Um, not <laughs> and I famous. think you're famous. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. Um, this article, though, I'm in good company, it turns out. So totally. you want to talk to us a little bit about who's yeah. listed there? Yeah. So as noted in the article, going blonde in the summer, sorry, Jeff, is about as groundbreaking as wearing florals in the spring. <laughs> But that hasn't stopped you or anyone else for ditching their darker strands in favor of a brighter blonde. 
So whether it's for an upcoming role, a few of these, or a surge in stars like Adam Levine, Dylan O'Brien, David Beckham, they all took the bleach plunge. I don't think the trend's slowing down. Do you? I mean, as I am currently bleached out, <laughs> I'd like to think that it's not over. Um, right. Again, I, I will say, good company. This list mm-hmm. makes me feel better about my decision. Um, but we'll see. You know, yeah. bleach comes and goes. Comes and goes. The The great part about it from someone with dark hair like me is that you've already got it down so light. And I feel like the world is your oyster now. You could go any color because you're already (laughs) so white. You know, the hair is just down to the bare and I like it. (laughs) Yep. Well, uh, that begs the question, should I dye it a different color? Uh, We are at platinum. We're like as light as it can get. It's got hardly any yellow in there. Thankfully, um, I know it's it's wild. So then it's like, do you add something else? I know. Do I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, I mean, let us know if you think that I should make the use of yeah. this platinum and do it pink or green or something. You'd be squarely set for, you know, half <laughs> your, <laughs> your Cruella DeVille. You're, you're there for yeah. it. If, if some night stuff gets weird, you can go for it. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what we do next. As always, so much going on at Tease.com, including maybe a story about what I do with my hair. Yeah. Uh, thank you to our hardworking editors, as always. Uh, we are so proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about. All right, next up in our TikTok series, TikTok star, Brinkley Garner. Brinkley is a model and influencer. She's worked with some big brands as model and has gained a huge following on TikTok for her hair videos. Her brand is based on helping people do their hair, whether it be the right products to use, tips to make it healthier, or just cute hairstyles. Her most popular videos are hair recreations where she takes a picture of a celebrity's hairstyle and then recreates them for herself. Uh, Brinkley, we are so, so thrilled to be chatting with you today um, about how you got started in the business, uh, what you're up to, uh, and some pro tips that you might have for people that are out there that are interested in TikTok beauty, TikTok content creation, uh, and the like. So without further ado, we'd love to hear a little bit about you from you. Could you talk to us a little bit about how you got started um, and built the platform that you've built uh, on TikTok specifically? First of all, thank you for letting me be on here. And then I would like to say, I guess I started during quarantine in about March. And I had stopped going to my job because everything was shut down where I was living. And I just started making videos. And at first they weren't even hair videos. It was just like me trying to find something that people could relate with. Like I wasn't getting any views at first. And then it really all started when I did these two jawline based videos. All I did was like turn to the side and show my jawline. My hair wasn't even showing. It was back in a a scarf or something. But after I did that, One day I decided to make a video and it was a Rihanna recreation hairstyle video and that blew up immensely. So I had already got a little bit of following from the jawline videos and then I did the Rihanna one and everybody just started following me out of nowhere. I was so surprised. I was like, you know what? I should continue doing celebrity hairstyles. 
So I was doing that. And then I started doing my own hairstyles and people still seem to love it. So that's what I did while I was living overseas in Germany. And now I'm back in the States and I kind of just have continued doing that. I started working with other companies so I can show products, hair tips, anything along that sort. Amazing. Well, I mean, congratulations on the success. Uh, clearly, that is partially why we're talking. I mean, you've blown up. You've got an incredible amount of followers on TikTok um, that are clamoring to see what you're up to, uh, particularly the recreations, um, but really everything, honestly. Um, as you've said, now that you've built that profile, people are, are coming for, for it all. Uh, so congrats mm-hmm. on that. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the modeling career. Um, what has that been like for you? I mean, you mentioned that you were overseas for a time. Um, how did that evolve into your TikTok content creation? So I started off as a model my senior year of high school. That was back in Korea. And then I modeled in Houston, Texas a little bit. And then I moved to Italy. And I didn't really do too much modeling there. I took photos with photographers here and there. Um, but I did make some videos about that. And those seemed to really be liked as well. I did one with my mom and everybody loved that one. Um, But then when I came back to the States, I actually got signed by two agencies. And I really attribute that to TikTok and getting my following up and everything. So that's definitely helped me. Um, My brand, I guess you would say is beauty. So I think the modeling and the hair makeup, everything kind of just ties in together. Totally. No, it sounds super fortuitous that it's worked out this way um, and seems like a natural thing that you would sort of be able to parlay this fame on TikTok into uh, a sort of outside of TikTok career. Uh, So again, Mm -hmm. congrats. We're thrilled for you uh, and very excited about what's to come of this brave new world. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about TikTok specifically. How did you get started? I mean, you talked a little bit about quarantine. So many people got wrapped up in TikTok as a result of being at home not working. Um, Do you feel like that was how you got an itch for the platform? Definitely. I had seen it before and I thought it was just for little kids. I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm not funny. I can't dance. I'm not going to sing on camera. So I never really thought about it. And then when quarantine started, I realized everyone was on TikTok and I was just doing it for fun at first, but it really turned into a job for me. Like this is what I do now is make videos, make content for companies and I, besides that, I am trying to help people learn how to do their hair because a lot of people don't know how to do curly hair, which I understand it's very difficult. And I think that that's just good as well. For sure. So, I mean, you've talked a little bit about that, um, but how do you feel like you gained traction? Um, initially, it was celebrity hairstyles, as you talked mm-hmm. about, well, the jawline first. Um, from there, you've built a really, really solid following um, that is incredibly engaged. What do you attribute that to? Well, number one, I don't feel like too many people have my type of hair. And if they do, Mm -hmm. they don't know how to do it as well. I think because I was able to just look at a picture of a celebrity and be able to do the hairstyle is what really got people tied in. It's kind of like when you see a makeup artist just do a random look that they've only seen once. I'm able to do that with my hair. And I think people really like that. They find it entertaining. And I kind of like it as well, because I get to go out and show these cool hairstyles to people and show them that it's achievable. For sure. We love that. Uh, And TikTok is certainly about the sort of aspirational, but also where you can translate it into an actual result. Uh, So seems like you've hit the sweet spot. Uh, What's your 
sort of formula for creating content? Is it a situation of like, you are immediately inspired by a celeb, for example, or you have like a plan for different hairstyles that you're gonna shoot? Like, talk to us a little bit about that because I feel like our audience in particular, uh, who maybe wanna be helping to build their own profile on the platform would be inter- interested to hear um, somebody like your perspective on, on what content building looks like. Honestly, I feel like it was sort of random for me and I say that because of the algorithm. So mm-hmm. everybody's chances of blowing up, I feel like are the same at first. And mm-hmm. then after you do establish a little bit of following, it does take some thinking, I guess you would say. Like you do want to use certain types of music. You can blow up a video without it having the trending music, but that tends to help more. I feel mm-hmm. like I've done hairstyle videos where I'm like, mm, this wasn't that good. And then because I used a trending music, it blows up and I'm like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I used to use certain hashtags. Like I see lots of people using hashtags that have nothing to do with their videos. They're trending hashtags. Um, I try to keep mine based on like videos. So if I do a ponytail, put hashtag ponytail or mainly I use curly, curly hair, things like that. Just because if you do look that up, because I know I look up um, videos for inspiration. So if you were to look up Mm -hmm. curly hair and my video did well, it might be one of the first ones you see. So I think that's always good. Um, I've heard that if you post at certain times, it can be better for you. Now, I feel like that also depends on the type of content for me personally. I like to post at like two o'clock, but I know comedians like to post at like 10 PM. Mm -hmm. So I think it really depends, especially where you're living as well. I think that posting on other platforms like Twitter and Instagram can also help you because I've posted my things on Instagram, blown up on Instagram, and then reached more people and got more followers on both, really. So I think that's also helpful. Amazing. No, those are really incredible tips for folks that are out there that are trying to figure out the platform. Um, Again, considering the size of your audience and the success that you've had, um, I'm sure that'll go over really, really well. So thank you for sharing. Uh, Hair is really so much of what you focus on. Um, And you talked a little bit about the fact that there's not so many folks that are content creators on the platform who look like you um, or that have your hair type and texture. Talk to us a little bit about your relationship with hair. I mean, this is the Volume Up podcast fundamentally about hair and beauty. Um, Our listeners are obsessed with their hair. Um, What is your relationship like? Would you describe yourself as being hair obsessed? Now, I would say yes, because I do my hair constantly now, like because it is my job, I feel like I have to take care of it, especially because I'm constantly doing these hairstyles. I'm aware that sometimes I'm not treating it as nicely as if, as if like, or if I wasn't going to be doing these things. So I'll say like, um, doing the braided hairstyles and stuff Mm -hmm. that can be more harmful to my hair because I do brush it out when it's dry, which can cause more like damage. Um, I do straighten my hair a lot more now because I'm working with companies and I didn't used to do that before. So I have to be really cognizant of what I'm doing and how to fix it. So I deep condition my hair a lot. I don't like to use shampoo because I know that it can make it dry. Yep. Um, I use lots of oils and things to just make my hair hydrated. I really like creams and stuff, but I can say that when I was younger, I didn't really take care of my hair as well as I should have. And I think it's from not knowing, but also not loving my hair the way I should have. 
when I was younger, I always wanted to straighten my hair because everyone had straight hair. And so I wanted to have straight hair, but it really just damaged it. And then after a little while, I didn't want my mom doing my hair anymore because she really is the one who took care of it and taught me how to do it. And so when she stopped doing it, I really had to learn because I realized I didn't know how to do my hair at all. Like my curls were non-existent at one point and they weren't even damaged. I just didn't know what to put in my hair. So it's really been like trial and error for me to figure out what works best for my hair because everybody's hair is different. And then just what I need to do to keep it nice and healthy. We love that. Well, I mean, again, congrats on this journey. Uh, Your hair is obviously a statement piece in the best way. Um, And I'm sure that for lots of folks that are out there um, with similar or, you know, related hair types, um, they very much appreciate your going through uh, what you've gone through to get this representation out there to show them sort of what they can do with their hair texture and type. Uh, So yeah, thank you for for sharing that as well. Um, Increasingly, the beauty industry is looking to TikTok to sort of revamp its image. Um, So you've talked a little bit about partnerships, um, brands that sort of want to work with you and other content creators on the platform uh, to reach a new and different audience, um, but also to do a little bit of rehab where they've not engaged with certain kinds of people um, in the past. How, you know, given your profile uh, and given the demand, um, how do you view sort of partnerships with brands in the beauty industry um, as it pertains to your content creation and other content creators on TikTok? I think it can be beneficial, but also not. I know that lots of content creators do it just for the money. I personally do try to use these products and show them the way, like the results that they actually give me. I make sure that I'm not really portraying something differently than what it's really doing. And that's also difficult though, because everybody has different hair. Everybody has different skin. So what may not work on me might work on someone else. So even when it does work on me, sometimes I feel like, oh, like this might not work on someone else. So I almost feel like I'm betraying my followers a little bit. That's why I do try and do things that are not ad based, like Mm -hmm. just doing hairstyles and recreation videos does show that other people can do stuff, but I'm not showing exactly what products that I'm using just because I might tell you to do something and your hair comes out awful. And I might do it and my hair looks great, which I've had people tell me that stuff before. They're like, oh, I never do that. You shouldn't do that. I'm like, well, my hair loves it. So Uh it can be a little difficult doing it like that. Um, I know that ads are, or ad companies, they're trying to get things to be more natural and not so commercial based. Because if you do look at commercials and stuff, which I've done for companies like outside of TikTok, um, they're not as truthful as they like to let themselves seem. So I might do something for a company and the results aren't what it seems. But on TikTok, they really like it with when you um, naturally add in those products, naturally do your hair a certain way with something just so you're showing real results. Like it's not just like a commercial, it's real life. In your opinion, I mean, you've been out there, you're creating all of this content. Um, It's gone over incredibly well, but you're also engaging with it as an end user, sort of seeing what's trending. Like, do you want to respond to it? What are some of the worst hair trends that you've seen on TikTok that you just like cannot get your head around? The worst ones. So I have seen some interesting things uh, having to do with eyebrows specifically, but for hair, 
Um, I noticed people cutting their hair a lot and there was this one trend, I think it was called the wolf cut and I was even kind of tempted to do it myself, but I realized like, yes. So basically the wolf cut, I think it's like a mullet type thing, but it's kind of where you separate your hair. Like you start at the bottom and then you cut that part and then you keep doing that all the way until you get to the front and you just mark it off with a rubber band and then you cut the ends. And I saw some people have good results, but I just think that we're not trained to cut our hair. And so when we do that, we can be causing like damage that we're not even realizing. And if not damage, we're just like, it's going to grow out and look terrible over time. Like when you cut your ends straight, it's not the same as when a hairstylist does it because they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Also, personally, I was not a big old fan of the two blonde strips. I think it was, um, it wasn't emo, but it was e-girl and it was this aesthetic, like everybody was trying to achieve at one point and I just didn't really like it because people with all sorts of different color hair just had two blonde strips right in the front and it wasn't for me. (laughs) Uh, we love the honesty. Uh, it wasn't for a lot of people, but they did sure try it. Um, so, you know, (laughs) Those are the worst things. What are some really cool things that you've seen on the platform? Uh, Maybe things that you saw that you recreated yourself because you were so sort of interested in what was trending, maybe. I love all of these braided hairstyles. I've noticed that a lot of people are trying like passion twists, dreads, just in their own homes because it can take a lot of time and money to go get your hair done constantly. And for me, because I have to change my hair to do videos so often, I can't, like, I can afford it, but I don't want to afford going to get my hair done and then having it in for eight days versus like a month. So I think that people doing their own hairstyles like that is really good. It saves time and money and you can do it at home. So that's always great. And you can change your hair so often when you do it that way, because maybe it isn't as tight and neat, but then you can take it out in a couple of days and try a new hairstyle, which is what I do. Totally. No, love that. Uh, And all about a protective style. So um, I'm sure that folks that are out there that have similar hair types uh, are interested in seeing that this takes off um, versus some of the other styles that are a little bit less manageable for folks with different kinds of hair textures. The wolf Mm -hmm. cut in particular, I've got curly hair, not that you can see that I've got hair. That would not be a thing for, because like when my hair grows out, those dimensions, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good thing. Let's say not for everybody. Before we wrap with you, Brinkley, uh, we are going to talk quick takes. This is a section of our podcast in which we ask our guests to respond as quickly as possible to some of the questions that we're going to throw their way. Uh, So the first thing that we've got is a question we ask of everybody, which is bar soap or body wash, which is it? Bar soap. Wow. First of all, people very rarely hesitate and then they almost never say bar soap. So please, Brinkley, break it down. What are are we using? What's the the rationale? So I think all these body soaps have a lot of chemicals and things in them. And yeah, they smell really good, but they're not the greatest for your skin. So if I am going to use something, I guess I will use bar soap, but it's going to be like black soap or Castile soap. And if it is some sort of body wash, it's going to be like Castile soap, which is multi-use. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really big on body wash. That's why I didn't say it first. 
fair. No, no, no. We are all about it. There is no wrong answer to be clear. And obviously the bar of soap is like the eco environmentally responsible thing that we should all be doing. I will just say that I'm partial to body wash, although I do like a multi-use soap. So good on you. We love an African black soap. We love a Castile soap. All right, cool. Next question. We talked a little bit about quarantine and obviously this is when you took off on TikTok. So maybe you're not streaming things, but we ask everybody, what are you streaming right now? Currently I'm streaming Chicago Med. Okay. Yes. All right. Now I know that came out a while ago, but it just uh-huh. got on Netflix and I love to binge watch things. Like I probably shouldn't cause I don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of time, but I will watch episodes upon episodes of everything. And it's kind of like Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So love it. Okay. Pro tip. All right. Chicago Med, get out there, guys, and start streaming that. I feel you. I just started watching Succession after it's been out for forever. But yeah, I finally got into it. So time is, you know, a flat circle. Uh, what is one product that you cannot live without? It could be multiple products, but like our audience is really into the one thing because then often they'll go and pick up that product. Mine is Ecosystem. Tyler gel and I know I get a lot of hate about it because everybody's like it causes cancer but honestly it's the only gel that like super duper works for me I can use it to slick back my hair I can use it to do edges I use it on my eyebrows even just to make them mine are really curly and bushy so it like sure. makes them stay in place so I think eco styler gel is the best one and I know I know it's not great but hopefully like they stop putting the cancer causing stuff in it Fingers crossed on that one. Um, feel you. I mean, when you know what works for you, it's really hard to go with something that doesn't. So I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, okay. Our last question before we wrap uh, is really specific to what you're up to, which is what is your advice for those who want to become a top content creator? I think I'd say stay true to yourself. It's really hard to not get wrapped up in everything. Like you start thinking, oh, like, I'm not getting a lot of likes. Oh, my videos aren't getting seen. People don't like me anymore. You get so wrapped up in what other people think of you, what other people want from you, and staying true to yourself, creating the kind of content you want to see is really the best way because people are going to vibe more with your confidence and with, they're going to vibe more with your confidence, but they're also going to like that you are being you. Like people can tell when you're being fake. So Brinkley, for those who do not know you, who are not already following you on TikTok and on other platforms, how can they find you? It's it's.brinkley. That's my Instagram and my TikTok. I don't really use Twitter and I'm going to start a YouTube channel again eventually. So watch out for that. Amazing. All right, guys, you heard it here. Go and follow. Smash that follow button. Brinkley, thank you so, so much for your time. We really appreciate chatting with you here on the Volume Up podcast. Have a great day. You too. I can see why everyone's following her. Loved her videos. I love her vibe. So cool. So cool. And really nice that she was so open about the process. I mean, I think that it's crazy. Like you, these people that are creating this content for millions of people to engage with, uh, it's nice to sort of get a lens into what the thought process is, why they do what they do. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was great to be able to connect with her uh, on that. And again, like all the power to her uh, for really creating a space for herself uh, and for others that have curly textured hair, um, all about it. 
I love it. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey, Stephen Jodorand and Madeline Hickey. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube. Thank you.